Welcome to the Think Transition podcast with me, Hugo Langton, and Akusti Salonen, a 10-minute podcast discussing all things football coaching. Hi, and welcome back to a new episode of the Think Transition podcast. Um, and welcome back to our uh, friend from Finland, the one and only Akusti. Hello, nice to be here again. Always, always, my friend. And uh, what are we? Uh, what are we going to talk about today, Akusti? Uh, I think uh, the good topic could be uh, the rules in a training when you play uh, games, different kind of games. Where is the direction? Mm-hmm. And maybe this is for me because I have seen so many trainings where are no rules when they are playing. Are we talking uh, like? Small-sided games like eight v eight, seven v seven, that sort of thing. Yes, exactly. Because uh, you know, you practice. Your practice should be always simplification from the eleven v eleven. And in eleven v eleven, you have rules like throw wings, free kicks, offsides, corner kicks. Mm. But when the teams go goes on to the field, they play. Let's say eight v eight. But there are no rules. No. So, you know, a, a typical thing that we'd see is, uh, I mean, let's put it this way. Do do many of uh, many coaches think then that, um, hey, look, we'll do 8v8, you know, and um, maybe they think, oh, it, it, it'll be good for the players because, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, di- it's a directional possession-based um, practice, maybe. But then they think, uh, but you know, it, it's okay. We we don't need to do anything. We just let the players play. Yeah, that's the one thing. And uh, one thing could be uh, coaches want to have a higher tempo mm. in those games, so they they are taking off corner kicks, which is okay because mm. uh, normally those fields are smaller than big field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. but, to, to be fair. My opinion's always been on those corner kicks. Well, they're like you said, they're because the pitch is smaller. It makes corner kicks then unrealistic. Yeah, exactly. But then they take off offsides. Yes, and they are wondering in a, in a, a normal game why our players doesn't do those runs they did in the training. But because there's no offside in the training, you don't practice. To make your runs on time behind the defensive line. So, if we take uh, football as eleven v eleven, um, if we were to do an eleven v eleven practice, we would have offsides, like we do Saturday afternoon, Tuesday night, whenever our games are Sundays. Yeah. Um, there's offsides, so it's a good question then. So, why when we go eight v eight, seven v seven, six v six, even nine v nine, why uh, why do we suddenly forget? To uh, put in offsides, yeah, absolutely. And another another thing is throwings, mm. because if, if if we look out to set pieces in the game, throwings happens more than any of those set pieces, free kicks, corners, mm. or whatever. And there could be a moment for the fullbacks; they are doing more throwings in the game than. Passing the ball. That's right. But we, we don't practice that. 
What about also like if a team uh, has someone who has a very long throw? So then, but on a smaller pitch, their long throw becomes unrealistic because yeah. it's it's going for, it's, it's it's hitting an area where it wouldn't normally hit, maybe or land or be aimed at in a, in a in eleven v eleven game. Okay, maybe then you can do exception of the rule. Mm. Okay, no long throws. Mm. Trying yep. to find a way to build up that situation yeah. out. So there, um, so there straight away is a is a good rule to put in. Yeah, and also if you think about the throwings in, in football, they are defending, attacking, and transition. Yep. And in throwings, you always have a transition moment. Yes. And if if you take that part of you train less transition than you do in a game. And yes. this is something triggers my thinking because the transition is a big, big part of the game. But so many times we, we forget that part. We only talk about attacking and defending. Yes. But we don't focus on transition. No. And uh, to, just to go back quickly to the corner kicks. So let's say in an 8v8, one team has a shot, the keeper saves it and it goes for a, a, a corner. Um, you know what? What would what could we advise coaches to do? I mean, for me, I, I I always say in that situation that the ball goes back to the the goalkeeper whose team has won the corner, so they still keep possession of the ball and the practice still keeps moving. They keep the possession of the ball, but they start game, let's say forty fifty meters away from the situation where mm-hmm. they want that corner kick. So maybe in that situation, it could be better to have a throwing over there. Yeah, that's a good solution. Yeah, because then you're still they, in the same area of the pitch, and you still yeah, yeah, they get that benefit. Yeah, what they won already. But if they start from the goalkeeper, they need to do that again. Maybe from the from the first third of the field. So the pop up I've had straight away then is that maybe the rule where it goes back to the goalkeeper would be better on a football conditioning or football fitness day. Absolutely. Because then they're having to uh, to run more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They take an extra sprint mm. in that situation. And also, also, I, I need to go back to throwing because yes. uh, there are teams who are practicing their pressing. Mm. And sometimes even to open it to throwing, that's a good pressing if you mm. if you uh, succeed in pressing in the first uh, attacking third or maybe in the mi- upper middle third. But normally, if the game starts from the goalkeeper, so the players need to come back to the shape mm-hmm. and start again in the starting yeah. position. So it doesn't matter how bad opponents build up is if they win the ball. And start from the goalkeeper. They they take another try mm. to start the build up. Are we practicing pressing longer in opponent half if we always go back to the starting position and then we start from the same place yes. again and again? Yeah. So I think yeah, you're you're. There's a very very valid point. You're there's so much to coach within the throwing situation. And as you've already touched upon it, particularly transition moments for both for either team, isn't it? Yeah. 
you know, what about um, you know other rules that we can probably think about? I mean, we've mentioned offside, we've mentioned corners, we've mentioned uh, throw-ins. One one rule that I do see a lot of coaches put in into uh, these kind of games, small-sided games, is that uh, you, you, it has to be a one-touch finish. What, what's that? Because if you need to receive the ball and then yeah. score, yeah. Do, do so, you do you get less points in in a real game than well, finishing exactly. with one touch? But what about um, players that you know um, that like to dribble, take people on one v one, you know, and shoot? So let's just say in the, in this small sided game, now there's a there's a counter attacking moment, and uh, somebody an attacking player is now one v one with a defender. He beats that defender. Now he can't score. Yeah, exactly. he has to find a pass, and that pass yeah. is possibly likely to be backwards. But on a Saturday afternoon, in the same situation, he beats a player one v one, and um, you know then then what? He's gonna you you want him to shoot and score, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and now we're stopping him doing it, and uh, we're taking away the realism of football. Yeah. I I have done that, and um, yeah, we all have, all have in yeah. the past, yeah, yeah. And now I'm thinking it, it's it's the same thing with the rule of two touches, yeah. Because sometimes three touches you need, yeah, it, it's better than two touches, and even with three touches, you you could play faster than yeah. with two touches. But That's it's it. more game realistic to let them play as many touches they need. And as few touches, what is possible? That's right. I mean, do you know what? There was a a player I was was on the training ground with about four or five years ago, and I did the usual. Listen, yeah, we're going to play this game, uh, and I want everyone to play two touch football. And uh, one of my wingers said to me, "Well, that's pretty pointless for me, then, isn't it?" And I thought, "Wow, what a what a great point." Because his game is, you know, either to put crosses in the box, which often cannot be done in, in two touches, um, particularly when he's chasing a ball or he's received a ball and it's tight or whatever, you know. Uh, and what I mean, sorry, by that is that the, there isn't a lot of space for him to operate in. Or, you know, you have your counter-attacking moments. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, you give your winger the ball, the goalkeeper, take, you know, the cross comes in, the goalkeeper takes it, he gives it to the winger. But now he uh, he has to only take two touches when you know if he could take that defender on and he's going to get higher up the pitch and something positive can happen. Yeah, I, I agree that. Well, we're yeah. all uh, <laughs> we're already on eleven minutes and we. You know, oh yeah. I know it's it, time flies by every week, doesn't it? But look, hopefully we've given some some of our listeners some things to think about with regards to the uh, the training ground and some of the things that. We need to keep realistic, you know. And my my final message is also on top of this, and it's, it is a separate discussion. But also, when you, for me, when you do eight v eight, seven v sevens, to think about it might be rather than creating a fight ball situation. Yeah, always try to be as realistic as you can. One hundred percent. Okay, well, look, we'll leave it there uh, for this week and um, we will be back again, as always, next week with another topic. So thank you very much. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Think Transition podcast.